Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. continue in part two of our series with Bob Wiley. Again, a reminder that we have the Cool Clinic coming up in May, May 14th through the 15th, with Coach Wiley, Coach McNally, Coach Alexander, three of the originals of the Mushroom Society, as well as some great coaches, including national champion Kyle Flood and Super Bowl champion Joe Gilbert. Here's the second part of our interview with Bob Wiley. When, when you look back at, you, know, you mentioned, you just spend all your time being around there and learning and obviously making some of those connections, building those relationships. You know, what, what point in your career did you start to feel comfortable enough to, uh, to speak up, whether it was in some of those training camps or where you're, you're hanging out and learning from these guys, um, you know, young guy on the coaching staff, new at the college level, et cetera. You know, for you, when did that start that, you know, I'm, I'm going to speak up and say some of these things and uh, and, and really, uh, I guess, you know, stir the pot a little bit, but at the same time, I'm sure it's, it's about you being able to learn as well. Well, you had to be confident what you were coaching and that what you were coaching is working. Okay. And that you had success with it. Okay. You know, if you, if they're trying to do something that you have done before, right. And it didn't work, you know, and you have to, the good assistant coaches are going to are going to make themselves hurt. You know what I mean? They're going to stay. Hey, you know, I tried that over here, and this is the problem we found with it. You may want to rethink this. You know what I mean? Now, if they're adamant about still doing it, well, you know, I, I only could take it so far. You know what I mean? But as soon as the decision's made, it stops. So it's really how confident you are as the as the position coach in what you're trying to get across what information that you have that can back up. You know, Sam always wanted to show me, you know, show me, give me, show me the tape, right? Show me the tape. Give me the statistics. Show me why this, does it fit into what we do? Right? So I know the defensive coordinators, guys that become head coaches, they're always running into your office. They want to run these plays. Hey, this, this one beats the defense. This one beats the defense. Well, I'll tell you guys, you tell me, when they're going to run that defense, okay, and we'll call that play, okay? Just let me know when that's going to happen, okay? So <laughs> every offense and every defense and special teams, they're all built 
integrity built into it, okay? You don't design stuff that's going to fail. You don't do that. Who does that? Nobody does that, you know? So the offense, they have integrities that you – so if you live within the integrity of the offense, right, you've got a pretty good chance that you're going to make it work, okay? It's when you go outside the integrity of the offense or defense that you're going to start having problems putting this in that doesn't really fit the schemes, right, and then trying to teach it in three or four days and then go out and run it in a game. My God, you're just asking for problems, you know? So, you know, and I think I think you got to remember, to the young guys, players don't care how much you know. At least not in pro football, you know. Players care how much you care. Players care how much you care about them as people first, right? And then players second, okay? That that that's a big thing, okay? And it can't be a a fake, you know, caring. You know, you gotta you gotta care about those guys. I know, I get all their birthdays, and if we're in season or they're in the building, okay, and it's their birthday, there's gonna be a cake in that room with his name on it, and a candle. That's gonna happen. You know what I mean? Their wives are gonna get flowers on their anniversaries. That's going to happen because they're gonna forget to send them. You know what I mean? I always buy uh, toys, you know, and, and stuff for the kids. So when they bring their kids in, okay, that I got something to give the kids, all right? Uh, the meeting room is set up, okay, in a way, it's kind of really a unique uh, way I set up the meeting rooms. I've been doing it for a long time now. They are set up comfort style, yeah. you know, and when you first walk in the meeting room, Right, the first thing you see is the family board, because those I want them to bring in a picture of the people or person or dog or cat or goldfish doesn't matter who's the most important in your life. Okay, I want that picture. Give me that picture, and we're going to put it up on the family board, because ultimately, that's who you're playing for. Mm-hmm. The organization is just giving you the right to play for those people. That's all they're doing, okay? So I want you to watch that. Look at that. Every day when you walk through the door, that's the first thing you're going to see, right? On the other side of the room, okay, I have a board called In the Beginning. Now, I want you to bring in your picture when you played Pop Warner, junior high school, high school football. You bring that in. We're going to put that picture up on the board, coaches too, and because that's what you played. Right, and you weren't getting a scholarship. You didn't get paid. Okay, you played because you had a passion for the game, and you loved playing the game of football. That's where you played. I love those now, ideas. Somebody, yeah. yeah. Now somebody goes on and says, as you go through your high school career, <clears throat> excuse me, as you go through your high school career, right? Somebody says, and you go to college. And you finish, you get towards the end of your college career. Now, some guys will walk on. They love it so much, they walk on because they still want to play and they earn a scholarship. Some guys get scholarship right out of high school, okay? They're all different, okay? But you continue playing after high school. And then somebody says, hey, you guys are good enough to be drafted, right? And they draft you. And you get to sit in one of these seats, okay? 
And I got these beautiful big man chairs. They lean back. They're gorgeous chairs like they, they bought. And, a, and it's set up in a conference style, not classroom, conference style. And I tell them, oh, guys, you I don't care how you get one of these seats. If you get one of these seats, then you have a chance to make this team. Right? And it doesn't matter how you get here. You know, you could be drafted, right? You could be a free agent signing, right? You could you could have been traded for. It doesn't matter, right? If you have one of these seats, you have a chance to make the team. And I didn't like the classroom style for you guys that can do it, yeah. right? Because if the guy in the back room makes a mistake, okay, those guys in the front don't turn around and look at that guy, right? They just keep looking at the screen in front of them. But when you sit them conference style around the table, okay, the conference table, they look at each other. You can't hide. There's no place to hide, you know? And then the room itself, okay, with, you know, for Halloween, we decorated for Halloween. <laughs> we have candy. You know, the you know, big other players come in and get a piece of candy and stuff, so on and so forth. And then we decorated for Thanksgiving. You know, we put all the Thanksgiving decorations up. Then we decorated for Christmas. And we have a, a Christmas, like a, a Kris Kringle or a Dirty Santa or a Bad Santa or whatever you call that. Okay, and everybody, we have a dollar figure that we set it at. Okay, everybody buys a gift. They wrap it, right? They put it under the tree, okay? And it goes in order of seniority. Now, I'm usually the oldest guy which you know, already in the room, okay? So the first guy takes the gift, opens it up at anyone he wants, right? The second guy takes a gift, opens it up. If he doesn't like it, he can take the first guy's gift, <laughs> you know? So it goes like that until all the gifts are gone, and I get to pick the one I want. <laughs> oh, the players love it. They absolutely love it, okay? You know, so we, you create that atmosphere with them. Okay, you create that atmosphere with them to show them the, the the sincerity that you have for them as people first and players second, you know, and you'd be surprised, right, right how hard they'll play for you. you know, and the other thing they look, and, and, and you can't, don't BS them. Right. If you don't know the answer, tell them, look, I'm not sure what the coordinator wants to do here, but I'm going to have the answer for you before we go to practice. I'm not going to let you go out that practice field and not have the answer to that question. That's not going to happen. You know what I mean? So you you go through that thing, and, and if you can make them better, because that's what they want to do. They want to get better because they, they don't get those high-paying jobs out in the real world. You know, I told those guys, guys, you don't have real jobs, right? <laughs> you don't, Okay. I mean, you're not going to get in and make this money bouncing a ball in the gym. You're not going to do that, okay? Right? So you want to hold on to these jobs as long as you can. So if they find that you can make them better, okay, and they're getting better, right, you'd be surprised how they latch on to you, okay? How do they – I mean, it's really quite amazing to watch the transformation that occurs from when you first get them, okay, until two, three, four years later. I mean, it's really some of my best lines that I could keep together for two or three or four years, right? Really, I didn't have to. There was that much coaching going on. 
they already had the techniques, okay? Maybe the younger guys, but the older guys, right? the guys are going to play on Sunday. Like those guys have already had it for three years, four years, some of them, right? That, they were great because all I had to do then was teach the game plan. I didn't have to worry about teaching them all these techniques. All I had to do was teach them the game plan, okay? And then what I found out, and this is good for some of the probably the uh, well, I, I don't know if you can do it at the younger levels, but maybe in the college or some of the bigger high schools. Okay, we actually put in two different game plans. Okay, on Monday, okay, and Tuesday, right, we try to figure out how you're going to beat the guy that winds up in front of you because you don't have any plays yet. Mm-hmm. You don't have the run game plan or the pass protection game plan. Right? You don't have any short yardage, nickel, you know, third down. You don't have any of that stuff, okay? So Monday and Tuesday, when you're watching film, you're watching the guys that you're going to play against, and you're going to come up with how you're going to beat that guy's favorite moves, right? <clears throat> so I got this little program, right, that that I got an analytical guy that, an analytics guy that would break down the films for me and take their favorite moves Right, and put them in a hard copy report. Mm-hmm. Right, and then he put them in video lockers. Okay, so when they came in on Monday, okay, they had the hard copy. Okay, to know uh, this guy's favorite move, second favorite move, third favorite move. You know, how does he play the backside of one play, front side of one play? We had it all down. Okay, right, we had it all down for them, and then they just went putting it together on what they needed to do to beat these guys. And then I wanted to know what they came up with. What are we going to do here, guys? How are we going to handle this? Okay. This is what I see. Okay. Now, on Wednesday, we put the game plan in. Right now, they can take the runs and the protections and put them to the defense. They already know how they want to beat the guy in front of them. Now they got to figure out how to block the defense that lines up in front of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Friday and Saturday is your biggest film study days. Those two days, because you have the whole game plan. You have everything. Base runs, day passes, third down, the touches, third down runs, short yardage, goal line. Uh, what else is there? You have all the screens. You have all the situations going in, coming out. Two minute. You have everything. Okay, so now it all makes sense to you. Everything makes sense to you now on Friday and Saturday, okay? And I know Joe Thomas used to take the guys on Friday afternoon, right? And he'd spend an hour, an hour and a half, right? And they'd all be in a room together. The best way to study is in groups, okay? They'd all be in a room together going over the game plan. Okay, this is what we're going to do with this thing. This is what we're going to do here. This is what we're going to do here. So it's really well thought out the process that you go through during the week mm-hmm. okay so i don't know if i've helped anybody or messed <laughs> anybody up so no that that was great stuff i love just how you really started that from how you set the room up and all the things you do to add really to the personal touch and build those relationships and you know something you're going going back to uh, the the hard knocks show and I know there's a lot of a lot of memorable moments for you that people I think now really know who you are. But for me, it was you know there was a, the segment in the classroom and 
you know, I thought you were teaching some things in a unique way, but what really got my attention, again, these are, these are grown men, uh, but when they panned around that room in, in the way they were engaged, I mean, they, they reminded me like, you know, kids in kindergarten class, like they were just really into how you were teaching. And, you know, for you, I would love to just hear about, you know, the, the way that you teach and maybe how that is unique as well. My, I never belittle a kid, okay? I, I don't ever believe in that, okay? You know, I teach them as much as I can teach them, but my style is more like the commercials you see on TV nowadays, okay? They make absolutely no sense. But because they make no sense, you remember the product, right? <laughs> Some of those commercials, yep. right, don't make any sense, but you remember the product because the nurse. The commercials are off the wall. Well, sometimes, I'll, you know, I'll watch a kid take a first step, right? I'll say, you know, I'll go, hey, God, come on. Come on, Jason. That, look, that, that looks like a cripple armadillo. You understand me? Okay, that first step, is that, that, it's that bad. It really is. Okay? And, but that kid will remember that. Okay? You remember the cripple armadillo comment. You know what I mean? So I got all these little kind of one-line deals. Okay? That they, they'll remember, okay? Like sometimes they'll miss a block or they'll have a mental assignment breakdown and you hear me yell from the back of the, you know, standing in the back of the, the, the offensive line, you know, when there's a team to that. And I'll yell out, whose side are you on? You know what I mean? <laughs> are you on the other team's side or our side? Whose side do you want? Why did you do that? What, did, what, made, what made you do that? Tell me why you did that. What did you see that made you do that? What went through that brain of yours? Well, I thought, you know, so I kind of do it in, in, in that format. You know what I mean? Because yep. I want to know what they see and why they did things. You know, I didn't, you know, you have to fix the mistake. Here's what I can tell you. The, the, the kid makes a mental assignment breakdown. So what happens? The guys that yell and scream all the time, they're screaming at the kid. What are you doing? On? And they go crazy on the kid. Right? Well, then the offensive coordinator, he figures he needs to put his two cents in. Right? So now he snaps at the kid for some reason. And then the head coach, he may chip in a couple of lines, you know. And so that a kid, he's afraid to move. He's afraid to take a step because he's afraid to make a mistake. I know. Correct the mistake, guys. Correct the mistake. Okay? No one knows whose fault it is. Correct the mistake. Get the mistake corrected. That's what I'm concerned about. Mm -hmm. Get it fixed. Right? That's the, what matters. Okay? And then the other thing, and this is for the young coach, even some of the older guys, guys, it's not always going to look like the training film. It's not always going to look like it's drawn up in the playbook. Okay? It doesn't. It really doesn't, okay? What is the most important thing is the production of the player. Yeah, we're going to teach everything that we can teach to perfection, okay? As close as we can get it, all right? We chase perfection to achieve excellence or chase excellence to, you know, achieve from that role eventual body statement, okay? Mm -hmm. We do that. We do that as coaches. That's what you do. Okay, but what in reality is the most important thing is that he blocked the guy that winds up in front of him. 
Did his guy not make the play? And that's just, he just comes down to that. His guy doesn't make the play. He may not have his hand in the right place. He may not have his helmet in the right place. He may have crossed over. He may have done things that are wrong technically, but his guy didn't make the play. Some guys play their whole career like that. Their guy doesn't make the play. Okay? That's all that matters. I, a lot of times, for you guys, in, in the pass pro stuff, okay, and drop back pass protection, right, when the ball leaves the quarterback's hands, right, as soon as it leaves the quarterback's hands, stop the tape. Stop it. Right? And ask them, where's your guy? Where is your guy in relationship to that guy throwing the ball? Where's your guy? Did you do your job? Did you do your job? Where's your guy? Because that's what the most important thing is. Where is that guy? Mm-hmm. Is he too close to the quarterback? Did the quarterback have a move because of your guy? Where's your guy? You know, film doesn't lie. You know? So, you know, that, that's how you can judge how well you, you're doing. When the running back gets to the read spot of the back, okay, stop, stop the film, right? It's okay, guys, where's your guy? Where's your guy in relationship to the running back? Okay, did you do your job? Because in football, if you put the ball on the 50-yard line, right, just put the walk out there, put the ball on the 50, and everybody did their job, on both sides of the football, the ball would move. The ball would stay on the 50-yard line. Offensive guy does a jumble. Defensive guy does a jump. Ball doesn't go anywhere. Offensive guy does a jump. Defensive guy does a jump. Ball doesn't go anywhere. Okay? The only way the ball moves is if you punt it. Right? <laughs> it's how the ball's going to move. Right? So, you know, if, so what happens? Somebody doesn't cover a gap. Somebody overplays a gap, okay? Somebody doesn't block a guy. Somebody drops coverage, right? Somebody gives up a sack. Guys not doing their jobs creates the ball to move. That's why the ball's moving, because somebody didn't do what they were coached to do. Somebody was not productive enough on the play, right, to create a lane or create a protection Right, so that the quarterback could do his job, okay? or the running back could do his job. Does that make sense? Yep. I don't know if that makes sense or not. So, you know, that's that's because people don't do their job is why the ball is moving. Some people do their jobs better than others. Correct. Well, well coach, looking at um, the learning side of this, and you mentioned it, uh, you know before the the cool clinic which has uh had the reach even though it was in cincinnati ohio and this year unfortunately because of covid we cannot be a, a live event uh, but we are bringing it to coaches virtually and it will probably have a much greater reach now than it did before uh you know before we talk about the the details of the clinic though I, i'd love to hear how that all got started uh, the original Cool Clinic and how you guys have grown it over the years. It all started, I think it was 1980. It was either 1982 or 1983. Okay. And uh, Jimmy, 
uh, had a, a meeting with some of his buddies, okay, in his office in, with the Bengals, and there were six of us. There was myself, there was Paul Alexander, there was Jake Hallam, used to be the line coach of Kentucky at one time, God rest his soul. Uh, there was Freddie Mariani, okay, and there was one other guy, and I still can't think who that sixth guy was, but I remember the six guys, right? Well, it was just a, a round table discussion. We just sat in the room and talked about different problems that we may have had or different blocking techniques, you know, how to do it this way or how to do it that way. This way, you know, what do you think about this technique? And so, it was, you know, we'd just meet in Cincinnati for a couple of days and do that, okay, in Jimmy's office. Well, the next year, that six went to like 16, all right? And then it, the next year, it went to like 35, all right? And then, like, the, the Brown family, uh, you know, Coach Brown and, and Mike Brown, and, and the, they thought that, you know, Jimmy was giving away all the Bengals' secrets, okay? So we had to take it and move it over to the old Clarion Hotel in downtown Cincinnati, okay? And then it jumped up to 70, 80 guys, okay? And then we just kept it at that hotel, and it, it went to Tampa Bay one year when I went to Tampa. I brought it to Tampa, okay? And then after that one year, uh, the, the boys had a little problem in the some of the nightclubs down there, so... I, you know, I had the police chief was a neighbor of mine, and he kept calling me up, and I said, that's it. So the next morning I got up, they said, guys, we're going back to Cincinnati next year, okay? So we're not going to be here. We're going back to Cincinnati next year. So then it's been in Cincinnati for the rest of the time, 38 years, okay, that we've been doing it, okay? Same hotel, same setup. Everybody knows where to go, where to park, what to do, and it's amazing the attendance that we get. Okay, and full football focus comes in, right? They buy like 400 pizzas, and we only give them a half hour for lunch. I make sure it's classroom style. I got tables up there, right? I always believe that you, the speaker should be on a stage and not on the floor. So they should be up on stage, okay? I have three different screens. So you can get, you can look anywhere you're sitting there, you can see it. Okay, so that's how it all started. And then what I do is I just, you know, I, I try to get guys from different areas of the countries, of the country, I should say, okay, to, to speak. I got a guy from Oregon, a guy from Notre Dame, a kid from Ohio State, you know, Jeff Quinn from Notre Dame, Greg Stoner from Ohio State, Alex Mirabelle from Oregon, Herb Hand, okay, I think he's at Central Florida now. Okay, so from different parts of the country, Okay, uh, and then I get the, the pro guys that, uh, like Bobby Johnson, we got this year. We got uh, Keith Carter, guys that are, are coming up through the pro ranks. Okay, that are having good seasons. Okay, you know I, I reach out to those guys, and then Jimmy, you know what I mean, because he's the guy that actually started it. Right? He always speaks of Paul Alexander, right, and myself because we were part of the original six, mm -hmm. you know, so, right, and then that's how we developed it, okay, now, we've never had a breakout room before, okay, so this is new for us this year, mm -hmm. where we're going to have the, we're going to have the, uh, the speaker, okay, and then when he gets finished, 
that he could go over to the breakout room and now you could follow him over there. Okay. Yep. We, we've never done that. You know, we've had a question and answer period at night on a Friday night at the end. Okay. You know, now the guys don't have to, you know, they can, you know, the guys that want to go do something else, they can speak, go to the question and answer period, you know, at their own hour or hour and a half. Okay. And go to the breakout room and get the, you know, the guys can talk to them. So that's how it's set up. It's, it's, and I tell everybody, if guys, if you're going to be on this, okay, right, you're going to be on this virtual and, and you have a question and you don't get it answered, that's your fault. Because there's going to be enough guys, right, that you can get in for one of the, question and answer rooms and get the answer get the answer to your question it's okay get the answer to your questions if if you have a question you will get the answer to that's your fault all right so that's how it started you know and and i learned from frank glazier the glazier clinics and frank was alive god rest his soul 1976 I, i started working and going to the glazier clinics in 1976 and the first one that I didn't speak at or work at, okay, was in 2019. That was the first one I missed since 1976. Okay, <laughs> so I learned from Frank. Okay, and if we when we have it in in person, then you blow the whistle. Okay, mm-hmm. everybody moves on the whistle. You blow the whistle, they all come back just like you would do on the field. And you'd be surprised, the coaches. They move the same way the players do. (laughs) You can hurt them all in and hurt them back out. I don't know how that works virtually, so I don't know how that one works. (laughs) Well, well, they got to be there. They'll get some notices, right? Now, I guess that's your your whistle. They'll get some notices in their emails that it's about to start. And, uh, you know, I mean, the, the advantage of this is they will have the replay as well. But I agree with you. The way it's set up, uh, you can really uh, get engaged with these guys. I mean, they're going to present, and uh, you'll be able to ask some questions through, uh, you know, the, the question and answer there. But more so when you get into the uh, to the Q and A portion, cameras are on, uh, microphones are on, and, and you're able to engage. We'll have somebody moderating those rooms so that everybody's not talking at once. But we'll make sure that you get your questions answered. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a rundown here for our listeners. Uh, the clinic is May 14th and 15th, and it kicks off with, with Coach Wiley giving the introduction. Herb Hand is on, uh, University of Central Fort, Florida, 5 to 6. We got Greg Stadara from Ohio State, 6 o'clock to 7. Again, each of these guys then, as Coach mentioned, go into a Q&A after that. 7 o'clock to 7.30 is Pro Football Focus, 7.30 to 8.30, Jeff Quinn. 8.30 to 9.30, Alex Maribel, University of Oregon. Uh, then Saturday, Coach Wiley will kick it off again with the introduction. We'll have Bobby Johnson, 8 o'clock to 9.15 from the Buffalo Bills. Uh, 9.15 to 10.30, Keith Carter from the Tennessee Titans. 10.30 to 11.45, Coach McNally. Uh, pro football focus again, uh, 11.45 to 12.15. 12.15 to 1.30, Dante Scarnecchia, NFL uh, New England Patriots coach, 130 to 2:45. Joe Gilbert, uh, world champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive line coach, 2:45 to 4. Adam Stenovich from the Green Bay Packers, 
and four to four fifth. I'm sorry, four to five fifteen. Paul Alexander, an NFL alumni coach, and then we have uh, five o'clock to six thirty. Joe Thomas from the Cleveland Browns, a future Hall of Famer, a guy that you got to coach. So uh, just an incredible lineup uh, of guys who really know this game from offensive line play. Uh, they'll be able to answer any kind of question you want, hopefully work out any kind of problems you might be having. And I know uh, that uh, anybody who attends this thing is going to learn uh, like they've never learned before. So we're really excited about that and uh, you know, happy to be able to, to do that for you, Coach. Well, I... I really appreciate all your hard work and effort that you put into this, you know, and uh, it, it'll be really exciting to how it takes place and in, 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 uh, in the ability for you guys to, to learn, okay, and to ask questions because I, I've done that my whole life, right? My, the whole gambit of coaching, right? I, I was never afraid to go ask somebody a question. You know, I was never afraid to do that. Okay, because I don't know the answer. I want to know the answer. Give me something that I can work with. Right? Guys are afraid to ask questions because they say, "Well, I should, I should know that." And I don't. No, don't, don't be like that. You got to be transparent. There's a lot of stuff I don't know, guys. Right? I'm going to ask questions so I can get the answers that I need so I can become a better football coach. Right? And and I've been doing this for 48 years. Right? Or longer? It could be longer. I mean. So I know professionally for 33. So don't be afraid to ask questions. It's okay. And for our listeners, you'll be able to find that and register at cool.coachesclinic.com. Keep tuning into the podcast. I'll keep giving you some more information on that. Coach, it was great to spend this hour with you. I know I said we would be shorter, but uh, some great stories and insight you were able to give us and really appreciate you taking the time. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Right. Have a good evening. Thank you again for listening to the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. Please, if you are enjoying the podcast, head over to iTunes or Spotify and click five star for a rate. If you have a minute, write a review. It really helps the podcast. Check out our new home for the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. That's at coachandcoordinator.com. And follow me on Twitter at Coach 